Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsessions will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dork down for a while. Hi, this is Jackie Cation. Welcome to the dork forest. I am at Acme Comedy Company, Minneapolis, Minnesota their 20th anniversary and it's my home club it's my favorite club in the country and some of the greatest my favorite people are headlining as well so i'm gonna have a bunch of different guests you know the websites jackiecation.com thedorkforest.com dorkforest.com there is a donation button please use it if you would and um freaking awesome network.com is very fun website with re- reviews of animation and comic books. And the credits are, I have a new uh, mixing board, so I'll see how Patrick Brady fixes the audio. And then he's great. And then Vilmos fixes my website. Mike Rickberg sang that song you, you heard. And I'm just going to use this intro for all of this weekend's interview. So thanks for tuning in and let's get started. Tim Harmston, friend of the people. Hello. The most bees ever. One of my favorite jokes ever. Thank you. Uh, welcome to the Dork Forest. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. It's exciting. We're we're here for the 20th anniversary of Acme, and you live in Minneapolis. I live in Minneapolis, and, and Acme's my home club, and mm-hmm. so it was an honor to be a part of the uh, celebration last the night. The festival, the festival of excitement. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you uh, and the rest of the great comics it, on uh, Friday and Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, you destroyed. Everybody destroyed. It was a beautiful thing to watch, quite honestly. Everybody doing stand-up. Yeah, it was... I mean, you know, as headliners, uh, you don't always get to see other headliners. And uh, Dwight Slade said that. He goes, yeah, I never see headliners in person. When is he getting here? He's here. Oh, is he here? Yeah. I didn't see him last night. Yeah, I talked to him last night. He's doing great. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. Well, that'll be good. Yeah. So, what I... I was like, well, what, what do you know a lot about? And you're like, football... So what, I mean, where did football start? Let's start with the beginning of football. Well, you know, you grow up in Wisconsin and it's sort of, it's, you know, it's religion, you know. Oh yeah. I have it even though I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. It's a religion that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is sort of. And so we had, you know, I grew up in Western Wisconsin and it was uh, very heavily, uh, you know, it's, it's Packer country or the whole state is Packer country. Where, but where in Western Wisconsin? Menominee. Menominee. Yeah. Yeah. So they had, uh, so we, uh, my first memories of having the fever, so to speak, <laughs> are being in church and church would start, you know, in, in Wisconsin, they always adjust the church's times so that they get you out. don't miss kickoff. So people can watch kickoff off yes. you know and so uh but we had a long-winded pastor and oh. he he was like blah 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 <laughs> and my dad be nice to yeah. each other. <laughs> and i'm you like, would like jesus <laughs> if you thought about it and everyone's going hey kick off is at noon kick off is at noon and literally ever like every man in the church is like looking at his wristwatch he's like um okay but so my dad gives me the uh the keys to the car and he says <laughs> warm it up because <laughs> so, it's football season, so it will be cold. Yeah, so it's cold, and and so I, How old you know, are you? Uh, I'm about ten. Okay. So we had a Buick Skylar or Buick, I think it was a Lesabre station wagon. Awesome, awesome vehicle. Right. But plenty of room in there to like get really cold. You know, yeah. it's not oh, yeah. a cozy vehicle with the vinyl seats, and and so I would go out and warm up the car, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then. As soon as he said, uh, you know, peace be with you, that was it. We were running out the door. My mom was kind of a, a, a chatty 
uh, Patty, and so you know. Oh we, right, because she had to do the cir- the circle of life. Yeah, and meet everybody and and, and meet and greet, and she didn't understand what was going on as far as hey, the you know, in ten <laughs> in ten minutes. The refrigerator's going to be yeah. on the on the field. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So so we would run home and watch the game, and and then um you know and those were those were my first memories of just having this kind of illness. But then, you know, just throughout high school, you know, I played football, and I wasn't. Did you very, play football? Yeah, what I was. Did you play? I played. Uh, I played all the way up until I think my junior year. Okay. And I, I wasn't really good. And, I, and here's the thing that a lot of people run into is that it's a dad's club it's a men's club right and and it's like hey your dad uh you know is friends with the coach so your kid gets to play a lot and so so there's politics yeah and my dad passed away when i was 11 and so i didn't have the political angle that a lot of kids did so i just got sick of the jock thing more or less and i went into theater and choir and did all that but the love of you know watching the packers on sunday what i like is that 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 was I mean I'm sure there were other things you missed not having a father from when you were 11. That's <laughs> the political thing. But it was mostly it really the political. Hurt me. It hurt you because you, you know what happened was I didn't really get to I didn't get to play a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That's funny. You should put it well, in that context. I mean, yeah. But yeah. But, and and for any sort of street cred, my mother died when I was seven, and when I really uh, so I would never wear a dress. Yeah. I, I just wouldn't do it. Yeah. And because she used to dress us up when we were little, and yep. she was a mess. Yep. So I always thought. I'm never wearing a dress. Yep. I am never going to dress like that. Anyway, so. Yeah. Well, that's, there was yeah. a lot of stuff like that, actually, you know, not having a dad where it kind of was like, well, I, I don't have that pressure on me to do these things. And right. so I think it might have ultimately led me into the performance end of things because it, my dad was a military you, guy. Oh, yeah. And I think his thing was for me to probably go on into the military and you know and nobody else mentioned it after <laughs> yeah. it was my your mom, mom wasn't like you know what you're really gonna want to do yeah. what branch of the service was he in uh he was a navy pilot oh was he yeah and i think you know we love planes to get like if you want to do an episode about planes i'll get into planes but uh okay but um you know alonzo Bowden. i do yeah he used to work on planes you know i had, I had lunch with him in kuwait yeah two months ago how yeah. crazy is that yeah and i worked with him one time when i was first starting and all I wanted to do was talk about planes. I was like, yeah, what do you think of this plane? You know, and he was just like, um, I'm out of here. Like, he didn't want to really talk to me about Aww. it. But, uh, but you know, I, so I moved to Chicago to go to college and, and that's a bear, you know, that's Where'd Chicago bear country, Columbia College. Oh, right. The film school. Film school. Yeah. yeah. Great school. So I did, you know, I got into the film industry from there, but, uh, you know, I just maintained my constant love of the Packers and would go to Packer bars and go to, you know, for the Super Bowl, I dyed my hair, um, in 1996, I <laughs> dyed my hair green. My sister Ooh. was a, worked at a salon and so she dyed my hair she green. She helped you out. She helped you out. And, um, yeah. And I had a, a big, um, you know, and then I traveled up to Lambeau field to sit in the stadium and have you I, ever been to a live game? Yeah. Yeah. I, we, I would go to a few games a year in my tailgate. And it's, ex- it's expensive, right? Yeah, it is. But I think most people approach it like, you know, some families are like, well, we'll go to the Bahamas this year. And, <laughs> and a, a lot of Wisconsin families are like, oh, that's our vacation. Well, that's it. To- we're going to, we're going to buy four tickets to, uh, yeah. to see the Packers. Yeah. So yeah, so that was it. But I, you know, I'm also like a historian. I love the history of football. And yeah, well, I mean, I don't even understand. I mean, I for me, it's kill the guy with the ball, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's yeah. And is that how it started? 
Yeah, I mean, there's that angle to it where it, I mean, and I'm not going to try to tell you that football players are smart because most of them are really dumb. And, well, and it's, but it's, they hit it, their heads a lot. It, it's, you know, so. there, there is that kind of, uh, but there's also like a, a, an intelligent side of it. There's the smashing up other people, but then there's the X's and O's part. The, <laughs> uh, football started back in the, it was like the 13th century. What? And, no, it didn't. I was just kidding. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> awesome. It was the Black yeah, Death. It would, yeah, what I could weave it into heads. like some medieval game or something. Mm-hmm. But, uh, no, it start. I don't, you know, I don't really know. I'll be honest. I don't really know like who started it. Right. But it's been like the, for instance, the Packers and the Bears have been in the NFL since like 1921. Okay. So that goes back pretty and, far. Okay. Yeah. So, but was there an, and was it called the National Football League back then? Yeah. There was the National Football League and then there was, called, there was the American Football League. For a long time, which merged with the NFL. In like the 50s in or the something? 60s, or? In the 60s, I In the 60s? Yeah. And were they... Because I, I remember my dad played football in high school and he had to pay, play both offense and defense, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was two-way players were... It was quite common. In the 20s yeah. and 30s. Well, one of the great players... Like the earliest, probably this is this could get really boring. So I just want to. Pa- it's I'll, not going to get boring. I'll punch it up. Here's the thing: <laughs> Are you going to punch it up? All I need you to do is I need you to care. Yeah. Okay. I I, I know a lot about the early Packers. Yeah. Let's hear about okay. the early Packers. Right. Like yeah. who's who started the Packers? Curly Lambo. Curly Lambo. Of Lambo Field. Mm, that's Lambeau? what they call it, Lambo Field. Yeah. Okay. And he started the Packers. Um. You is know, he German? Uh, Lambo would be French, I believe. Is he French? Yeah. All right. The French love contact sports. Okay. Um, <laughs> but he started the team and it was, they called the Packers because the Packers were meat, meat packers. packers. There, there's a meat packing industry in Wisconsin. Yes. And so they're called the Packers, but Curly Lambo, he started the, t- he was like, I want there to be an NFL team. Yes. I want there to be an AFL team. I want there to be a football team in Green Bay, yes. Wisconsin. Okay. Well, here's the deal. This, the team itself is publicly owned. Right. And the best part of it is if they ever sell the team, the proceeds, you know, per, per the charter of okay. the, the Packers, the proceeds go to, I believe it's like the VFW. Okay. And it, it's either the American Legion or the VFW. Okay. And the team is valued at over a billion dollars. Right. So... You know, let's just say they do sell the and team. you can and you can buy um, stock stock in the team. Yeah, it's non, it's uh, it's like it's more of a uh, what you call it a um, just like a token or it's, something. Yeah, it's more like a symbolic stock. It's a hundred dollars a share. Okay, and you can buy it. Um, I don't know if you, I don't know if you, anyone can buy it, but if you own stock in the Packers, basically you put it on your wall and say, I'm a shareholder. Oh, okay. But, but if they ever sell the team, the money doesn't go back to you. It goes to the. And you never get any money out of it. All you've done is, is bought a piece of paper that says, I own a hundred dollars worth of the yeah, Packers. Exactly. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair, and I, I mean, think like, but they if gave you're a fan, open. that's a big fucking deal. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and they gave, uh, it is a huge deal. Like, and do it, you have one? Uh, I don't have one. And do I don't. Do you want one? I don't really want one. Okay. You know, there's a lot of the those guys that have like the basement with the framed memorabilia that comes yeah. from that store at the Mall of America. Right. And it's got like <laughs> all the crummy frames. Yeah. And like to me that kind of memorabilia is it's just anyone can have that. Right. Like, so what what kind of memorabilia would well, you want? Well, I used to work um in the film business and I used to do commercials uh based out of Chicago. I was an art director. So I've shot with Brett Favre and a lot of the Packers. 
um, you know, over the years. So you've got to meet the guys who play. Yeah. That's the so, cool thing. Yeah. So I got to work with Brett one time. We were shooting Nintendo Quarterback Club. Came out in like the mid-90s. And we went up to shoot the commercials. And so it was Brett, basically Brett Favre on the field at Lambeau. And I said, we shot film, you know, 35 yeah. millimeter film. So I said to the camera guy, when they stop rolling, give Brett the ball and point to me, I'll be in the end zone. Okay. And so they're like, all right, that's a rollout. And so the, the assistant gave Brett the ball. Right. And then pointed to me. Right. And then Brett kind of waved me with his hand like, you know, all right, go. Go, go. deeper. Go so, deeper. Yeah, go deep. So I ran <laughs> across the back of the end zone and he fired a ball. I mean, he fired. I think he was like, he's a prankster. Like what year and is this? This is 1997. Okay. Yep. And so he winged this ball and it went, it hit me kind of in the, I caught it, but it kind of went through my hands and hit me like right above. So it was centered on your chest? Yeah, no. Like he me. centered it or no? Yeah. Yeah. He rifled it and it went through <laughs> my hands, slipped through my hands, but I caught it with like my, the part of my body right above my man parts, <laughs> but below my belly button. Ooh. So it kind of looked like he hit me in the groin, but he didn't. But and it, and I I kind of juggled it a little bit. Right. And I maintained composure, and cradled the ball. Yep. And I yep. walked off through the tunnel and out. <laughs> and I said, I do not need to live another day because this is the the crowning moment of my football. You know, and I knew that I knew that uh, people wouldn't believe me if I told them this story. So I had right. my friend Scotty take a ton of pictures of the whole experience and so i have some nice photos of, of brett and myself and hanging out and oh that's awesome telling jokes so that's a real piece of memorabilia i mean that's like a yeah that's real i mean i mean do you did you meet i mean i don't know any of the other so i mean was he the first i mean i've heard of brett Favre, and i've heard sure. of there's a lombardi Vince Lombardi, yeah. <laughs> I've heard, heard of some of these guys only because I was raised in Wisconsin. And so there's no way to not have heard of these of people. But there's, I don't, I don't know who anybody else is. Yeah. I mean, are there other great players that I should know? Yeah. There's guys like, uh, like wh who's the oldest, what's the oldest guy you know of? Like well, my played dad in the forties or my 30s. dad used to talk about guys like Ray Nitschke. You've heard okay. that name? I have heard Nitschke, but I feel like I grew up with a guy yeah, named Ray Nitschke. He was the middle linebacker for the Packers. <laughs> And he was like the, when Lombardi came in, uh, to coach the right. Packers, they were, you know, they were pretty bad and he turned them around pretty quickly. And it, he had this whole cast of characters like Ray Nitschke and Max McGee. Max McGee was a receiver who was like a, a party animal. Oh, really? And, and he missed the, um, he would get on, he would draw the ire of Lombardi because he would be out partying all night. And you, so this is the sixties. This is the sixties. When, when was, when was Vince Lombardi the coach of the, uh, 19, I want to say early it can be in the 60s notes. through, yeah. uh, 1967 or 60. So not into 1970 at all. Nope. Nope. In okay. fact, he died not too long after he quit coaching the Packers. Did he have Lou Gehrig's disease? He actually had colon um, cancer. Oh, did he? Yeah, was, yeah. I'm hilarious about death. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, yeah. And he, rumor has it, I mean, is that he, he, he got this colon cancer because he, he didn't want to have another guy put his, you know, he didn't want to do the exam. Like that oh. was, he was really, you know, homophobic. That's, yeah. And that's not, he was not homophobic at all. In fact, Lombardi was a, he was like a absolute he didn't pioneer. Want to be the woman? 
No, I don't know. I don't know what. <laughs> That's a, a charming term that I, I've heard. Yeah, uh, I don't know, but he 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 was a real pioneer in terms of like race relations and integration in the NFL. Was he? Yeah, because he would go down to the South, and the, the Packers would go down to like North Carolina or whatever. Right. And they would say, oh, you know, the, the black players have to stay in this hotel and the white players stay in this hotel. And Lombardi would be like, well, you know what? We're getting on the bus and we're leaving then. Because, right. And, and he, he, he uh, faced a lot of discrimination because he was dark Italian, like very dark Italian. Because well, he looked, he looked ethnic himself. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, and But he, what about... But wait, he didn't want a doctor to stick his finger up his I butt. I think that's what they said. That's yeah. the rumor. Mill? Like I read the I read the book when Pride Still Mattered, and I think that was in that book, is that he just had a hard time with that, which I think a lot of guys do. Well, I, it's I can't possibly be fun. I mean, there's no. w- w- whenever anybody's sticking anything up your person, uh, the 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 bits down there. Yeah. I mean, one would imagine you're you're again it. You know, it's like that joke you were talking about last night with the bug that the fish that goes up the, the yeah. urethra yeah. of a man. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah. I use the word urethra. Yeah, that's a it's gross It's the word. real word. Yeah, it's it the actual. I call it a peeper. <laughs> Why is that better? <laughs> because I love to do, when I do jokes that are dirty, I like to make them not dirty. Adorable. Yeah. I'm like, so urethra, the scientific term peeper. for... <laughs> Is somehow a dirtier <laughs> than peeper. How about it's a peeper hole? Peeper hole. <laughs> it's the point. It, it's a, you know that pointy bit you got right there? That's nice. Yeah. It's got a hole in it. <laughs> anyway, um, but I mean, you don't want, yeah, you don't want anybody going up there or up no. the other end or I don't want any, you know, I haven't, oh, too much info, but that's what podcasts <laughs> are about. I haven't had the big peak in about three years. Yeah. And that's what I like to call it. I like to call it the big peak. And um, I'm not a doctor, but I think you should have a peak at <laughs> every least two years. Every once a right? year. Two, every well, two years? I think at least year? once or twice <laughs> but in, see, every three years is, you should get at the big peak. Is that spurned by some sort of anxiety or uncomfortableness? I mean, I think that's what the... It's like, burned by laziness in my <laughs> case. Like, I don't want to find or, a... I mean, I have insurance. Yeah. Um... Because I pay for it, it's very irritating, yeah, I have and that too. Um, it's a, it's an irritant to me. But I can't remember the name of my gynecologist that I went <laughs> wow. to three years ago. I believe it started with a K. She was Israeli, mm. and she always dressed like she was going clubbing afterwards. How about the big peak from a lady in four inch heels? Wow, that's a lot. Wow, it was. She, see, that's the kind of thing where you turn the tables and, like the the guy, the doctor. That does the peak on a guy. Right. Like, I, you know, like you kind of go into it thinking like, well, what kind of guy is like the least scary guy to give the guy, you know, to you give know, me a to peak? To do the big, the big poke I think is what I call it. an old man. Oh, really? Yeah. An old man? an old man. He's seen right. everything. <laughs> yeah. There's a, you know what? Okay. Wait a minute. You're the one. I was talking to Mary Mac, mm-hmm. mutual friend, of course. Sure. Of friend course. of the show. Yes. And we were talking about, uh, anal bleaching. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, which is a thing that is happening now, uh, where people have their buttholes bleached. Yep. And Mary Mac was like, why would anyone do that? Yeah. And I said that the only reason I can imagine is because somebody is looking at somebody else's butthole super close and they don't want to see that that's where poop comes out of. So they would like you to bleach your butthole. Ooh. Now, she said that you said yeah. that it's for gay guys to find in the dark. 
<laughs> I was like, that can't possibly uh, be, because mostly women I know that are doing it. Yeah. I don't know if I said that, and I might have said that. It's, Would you like to not be on no, record? No, I'll take credit for that one if I did one? it. I don't, yeah. I yeah. think we talked about anal bleaching with, uh, I don't know who we were talking well, this about. This is digressed. But it's yeah. How did we get from football? Well, to because anal Vince Lombardi invented anal bleaching. Could that possibly be the name of my biography? <laughs> Foot, anal bleaching. Football. Yeah, Tim Harmstead from football to anal bleaching. <laughs> A light in the dawn, in the dark. <laughs> that'd be that'd yeah. be ridiculous. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, but to get back, let's talk Packers again. Sure. Which I don't understand. Okay, so the Packers are around in the 20s. Have they, did they always suck before Vince Lombardi? No, they had periods where they were, were really good and then they were pretty bad. You know, was, they're like. Was there another guy that I was, that I should have known? A, 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 a previous coach well, or somebody well, that Curly had been Lambeau canonized? was the coach too. Oh, he was the, also yeah, the coach. He was also a coach. But, but, um, the, um. Was he the sausage king? I don't know if he was, but he was, uh, that would have been an, a good thing to have above his locker, <laughs> Sausage King. But, but the, the, you know, like the, the Packers history, they've won the, the, well, four Super Bowls. Okay. And that's, I think the Steelers have. Didn't they win seven, one like 10 years ago? Yeah, they won one in 90, 97. Okay. Oh, f- 15 years uh, ago. But okay. they have, I think, the, the most NFL championships. I think okay. it's like 11. I okay. Think, if I'm right. And that, that, predates you know the super bowl which happened started in 1967 or 68 but you know so it's there's a colorful cast of characters but it's probably not going to make a lot of sense to people that aren't predisposed to football history but but i will say that that's what they want to hear though well that's all they want to hear is like is i mean who's your favorite guy um, i mean you were talking about the the mcgee guy who would go out and party taxi, taxi max mcgee Tax what what's his name? Max McGee. Oh, why taxi? Um, because he he didn't truck drive. He always took a cab. No, he was just scoot around out there like a taxi. Oh, uh, that oh that was his nickname. He was, and, the, uh, he was the guy who got drunk the night before the Super Bowl, and Lombardi was furious. They, okay, they missed curfew, and then he and then one of the receivers, the Packers star receiver. Where was he? Um, oh, in Pasadena. He was in Pasadena yeah. partying. Partying with who? Flight like attendants. like like. With flight attendants, I think it was flight attendants, yeah. And 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 starlets, maybe starlets, flight attendant. They were out doing it up, and then so so the one of the I think it was I can't remember the if it was which player was hurt, but so McGee was kind of you know Lombardi was furious, but he had to come in the game because the main guy was hurt, and he ended up kind of stealing the show and uh, hung over, played better than hung he had over, ever like probably no sleep at all. Right. Ended up with taxi Max. McGee. He went on to be the radio play by play guy for the Packers. Jim Irwin and Max McGee. And oh, okay. they were fantastic. Were they but, fan- fantastic? Yeah. And, and <laughs> I know, I know we talked last night about the, some of the quirky players in yeah. the football. And I came up with a story. I had heard this story and I verified it, you know, okay. On Wikipedia. So it's probably <laughs> close. Um, it's, And I'd heard this and I always wondered if it was true, but it it turns out it is true. So there was a player and a lot of your listeners might know him. His name was Brian Bosworth or The Boz. And he's been in lots of action movies. Like I I think one of them was like Stone Cold. And he's a a B movie actor, but he was a big deal in college. And this was in the the 80s. And he he had blonde spiky hair. You might remember an image of him. Was Was he on Top Chef? 
Like season five? No. No. Okay. no there was had, a guy with his blonde spiky. Anyway. He had a mullet and he was like okay. a total tool bag. Like, <laughs> and everyone thought this guy, and he's like a master promoter. And he, um, his company, you know, right out of college, he's like, I'm going to make a lot of money promoting myself as this like anti-hero type guy. And he had this persona and he had lots of TV commercials. He wasn't very good at professional football, <laughs> but, but he was a master marketer. He had a company called Boz. It was like Boz 44 or something like that. Right. And he sued the NFL so that he could wear the number 44 because a linebacker in the NFL has to wear in a number in the 50s or 60s. Okay. And he's like, what, well, my company, the name's already Boz 44. Ugh. And so he sued the NFL. They're playing Seattle. He stirs up a, a shitstorm because he, he says some public comments about John Elway, who was the big quarterback for the Broncos. Okay. The beloved quarterback. He said, yeah, John Elway's got this baby face. You know, I can't wait to, you smash know, it in smash or something. it in. Yeah, something along those lines. He was charming, just trash talking John, the beloved right. John Elway. And the people in Denver were furious. Come game time, the Denver fans are, you know, livid with this guy. And right. so they bought 10,000 Bronco fans bought T-shirts that said, ban the boss. Okay. And what is the boss worth? <laughs> Nothing. Question mark. <laughs> 10,000 angry Denver fans in these t-shirts. Right. Like, like harassing him and hackling him. And he needed a police escort to get on the field wow. and off the field. It was like pro wrestling. <laughs> and then after the game. <laughs> yeah. It was revealed that the company that made these 10,000 t-shirts that right. were sold for $15 each was, uh, Brian Bosworth 44 oh. production. One of the great dupes of all that's <laughs> a, a quick is that fifteen hundred and fifty thousand dollars wow i don't i will do the math what, you yeah. know what there's someone sitting there going yeah it's easy math jackie yeah. whatever i think but it is. uh that's oh that's insane that's that, a good story that is a good story is here's here's my question from that who has to be in the 50s and 60s and why oh uh linebackers well every how does it go positions have uh, like all the quarterbacks, they get number four. Yeah, quarterbacks get. Yeah, <laughs> they're we, all number four. Yeah, no, just the just the just the old Brett Favre jersey, just right? The, the uh, uh, yeah, just Brett Favre. But but the quarterbacks have to be between one, two, three, four, and like I don't know, seventeen or. 20, okay, so under twenty. Perhaps. Yeah, I think under twenty, and then running backs have to be in the twenties or thirties, and then offensive linemen are in the sixties or seventies, and wide receivers are typically in the eighties. Uh, and then defensive men are in the nineties and, you know, it's, it, there's like, Interesting. Little, yeah, that, and that's just so that, uh, when they come on the field, you kind of uh, know what position that guy okay. line up at. So I think weird. Yeah. That's kind of the, that's, that's an excellent idea because, you know, whenever you watch a game, like when I watch a, a sporting event and I don't know what's going on, mm -hmm. like, like I have more information about football probably than any other game. Right. But, like, if I try to watch soccer, yeah. I wonder if they have the same name, numbering thing in soccer where, where you could I figure don't know. out. That because then, then you'd be like, oh, that guy can't go past that line because he's a, yeah, a dude that guy. goes there. But I bet, I would imagine that you feel about football the way I feel about soccer, where when I watch it, it's like Greek. I have no idea what's going on. Worse, actually, is basketball. Yeah. In my opinion, if I watch the last three minutes of a basketball game, I've seen the basketball game. Yeah. Because there's so much scoring yep. and there's so much running back and forth right. that you're like, oh, I get it. Yeah. Uh, well, let's see the, the, the final 
yeah, couple yeah, of points, I'll, I'll, and then I'll or then... just read about it in the paper the next day. That's how I feel about the. <laughs> do, you ever, do you read about about sports? Yeah, I do. I, I read blogs and I read. Um, there's there's sports radio here. Sports I know. radio. I mean, although you know, I don't identify with a lot of the sports. There's... But you know, I will say that in Minneapolis, we're fortunate that the sports radio guys are like really. They're only like you know half sports and a lot of, they tackle social issues and oh, really? you know, politics and things they're pretty smart guys okay i mean it's not just like hey dumb guys you know like, dumb bears you know like <laughs> right i mean i always feel for the guys that that play football just because i know that i know guys that played football in high school who yeah. are now 40 years old and if i could go back in time i would not play high school football just because my knees are yeah. messed up yeah there's a lot of players that have uh brain injuries and that's what they're learning about football now is that like the guys that played in the 50s 60s and 70s they're muhammad ali man they are and they're getting parkinson's and they're getting um you know brain trauma type like nerve damages yeah like and and some of them can't like earl campbell like can barely he's a really awesome running back in the 70s he can barely who did he play for Houston Oilers. Oh, did he? Yeah. And, but you think even, um, even the, uh, there was a guy who played, um, for the Bears. It was, uh, Dave Duerson. Okay. And he just killed himself. Uh, just because it was too, it, the pain was too Yeah. Greater. And I think it was, uh, it was, um, just years of repeated brain trauma leads to deficient, you know, brain yeah. functioning or whatever. Right, and, right. And it's really sad. And I think that football is really trying to do a, a spin on this. Like, oh, we're testing and we've got it under control. But at the end, the reality is, if you're going to put pads on and go hit someone at 50 miles an hour, right? there's only so much you can do. And well, because the, the, the pads uh, supposedly, um, they, they concentrate the, the hit, right? As opposed to guys who, who play games that where they, they just tackle each other. Yeah. Like, I guess, does rugby have? Yeah, rugby, I don't think, has the same problem. Because I know that wear... Australian rules football. Have you ever seen that game? Yeah, it's crazy. That game, talk about kill the guy with the ball. Yeah. That is a crazy game. You know, it's interesting that these games where they don't wear pads that are equally physical are seem somehow safer. And I don't understand that. I'll tell you something. Australian rules football, I was watching. Um, I really got into it when I was in Australia. Um, I don't know anything about, and the only way that I knew about the game was I read a children's series called Specky McGee. <laughs> and, uh, Specky McGee was an, was an 11 year old who wanted to grow up to be a professional AFL player. Yeah. And so we got to meet him, try out for the team, and we got to, I, uh, you know, in the books, in these young adult books, yeah. and when I say young adult, I'm talking 10. Wow. Uh, it's nine. good though. It's good to. It was a, it was a quick read. Easy. And, yeah. uh, I'll read anything, it turns out. So, um, <laughs> I'm reading the Specky McGee books, and the deal with American rules football, uh, Australian rules football is, Football League, AFL, whatever. Um, there's four goalposts. Yeah. And there's two tall ones, and then there's a little one on either side. Yeah. And you get like one point if it goes through the one of the smaller in yeah. between a big and a little, and you get two points if it goes through the middle. And wow. you do this thing where you have to you can you can it's a football looking ball. Yeah. And you bounce it. Yeah. You, every three steps you have to either bounce it or kick it. And wow. yeah, you can't just run with it. Yeah. And so people can bounce a football, essentially. It's like, it's like, it's weird. Yeah. And they kick it to each other. And if it, if you catch it, if it's a clean catch yeah. where it doesn't bounce on the ground at all, the play stops and you get a free another kick. Wow. 
but if you catch it and move at yeah. all, then then it's fair game. Then you got to bounce it or kick it or you know. It's wow. just, and and what they do, what I found to be fascinating about this is that. He was called Specky McGee yeah. because of these spectacular catches he could do. Oh, love because it. these guys will run and like one guy will set. It'll be like the freaking circus yeah. where he'll set and hit, and one guy will have his knee out and another guy will step on his knee and launch himself into wow. the freaking air wow. and catch a ball. Wow. I saw a news event where, and they kept showing it, where a guy broke his cheekbone yeah. and it went through his eye socket. Oh, sure. And they kept showing that over and over again because they're not wearing helmets. Sure. He didn't lose the eye. The shard of bone from his sure. cheek went through his eye socket, but he did not lose his eye somehow. Oh. And he could see later, I found out, because I looked into it. Because oh. once you've seen that, you want some closure. Wow, Specky McGee. <laughs> wow. That's terrible. Well, that sounds yeah. like a great game, though. I'd like to watch that. I'd like to go to that's Australia. A, that's a hell of a game. Yeah. It's a hell of a... Sounds like Cirque du Soleil in many ways. In many ways. And But here's the thing about it. I have a hard time staying to the end of the game anyway, yeah. even though it is more... Because more, yeah. when you go to a football game, when you see a live... Do you like to watch like high school football, too? All, all football, yeah. All football. Yeah. Do you follow um, college? Yeah. I follow the Badgers. Does Columbia have a team or... No. Okay. Columbia doesn't have sports. No, theater, film. It's a film school. Yeah. 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 And, uh, <laughs> uh, I believe my brother Scott went there uh, right. for a thousand years taking photography classes so that he yeah. could take pictures of much younger women in lingerie. <laughs> if anyone would like to follow him on Facebook. That, that was my initial plan, but it didn't work out. I ended up being a comedian. So. The last one he posted, I, I, I wrote a note that said, why don't you get that woman to call her mom? And uh, <laughs> I believe my own brother has blocked me from seeing Whoa, his photos. <laughs> that's awful. It was awful, but he's, what, 48? Yeah. And they've got to be 20, 21 yeah. years old. Yeah. It's fine. I mean, I hope it all works. I mean, it's yeah. not that I don't want everyone to get laid well after their own deaths. Right. I just can't possibly. I don't need to see the, the results yeah. of it. I, that would be awful. My, my sister, it's awkward. My sister's a makeup artist, so she's probably doing the makeup on the Oh, nice. Models. In Chicago? Yeah. Does she live in Chicago? Mm-hmm. My brother, he just moved to Omaha. Okay. About a year ago. Uh, and he called me and said, you do the road. You've been to Omaha. You don't like North Platte, I know that, but what, what what do you think of Omaha? And I said, to my knowledge, Omaha, Nebraska mm-hmm. has a small but very vibrant art community. Yeah. Well, he, so he moved there. He took the job. He moved there. And he's like, yeah, you're not kidding. Small. Super small. <laughs> and I was like, it's Omaha. What did you want? It's like, there's going to be 30 people you know. There's a coffee shop with art on the walls. <laughs> That's the community. That'll be the one you're going to. Yeah. That's it. Just that one. And Omaha's nice, though. I liked Omaha. Is, is, uh, is, I mean, it's uh, got to be a conservative part of the country, right? Omaha? Yeah, yeah but so Scott. Okay, well, Scott's a little, yeah, he's, he was just, I, he just posted something about Greece where he was like, we ought to just cut those people loose, let them sink. And I was like, yeah, that sounds like a really good global economic plan. And he's an, he's a, he's a, uh, commodities guy, he's a finance guy. Well, that's Warren Buffett country out there, Omaha, isn't it? Might be. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know. But it's, uh, it's interesting that he moved at all because he had lived in Chicago for like 20 years and I like people who are willing to try something new. Yeah. Oh, I totally agree. I lived in Chicago for 15 years and it was time to go. So, and th- so you came up here, right? Yep. yep. And uh, that's great. And, and do you have videos on, online? Have you... Because you did a lot of um, like YouTube kind of stuff, right? Shorts? I do, yeah. In fact, can I plug this Yeah, thing? please. Okay. Because we're going to talk about... I have a, a video series coming up. It's called Connie Dugan Hockey Mom. 
And um, it's it's about a hockey Sarah mom. Sarah Palin. That's it's not Sarah Palin. Like people, okay, it's that's not, your go-to. That's, that's your not, go-to. That when people hear that, they probably think Sarah Palin. But it's really more about Northern Wisconsin, Minnesota, Bemidji, Brainerd, Duluth like a, hockey moms. Is is she more lovable than Sarah Palin? She is adorable. Okay, and it's me in drag. But um. So Wait. Yeah, it's me and Drag and full Amber Preston did my makeup and she knocked oh. it out of the park. Oh, nice. And, uh, it's, it, but it's a series about a hockey mom whose kids, uh, played by Tommy Ryman and Trevor Anderson are, <laughs> they're not really into hockey, but the mom is so delusional that she thinks that they're into hockey and right. she's committed to hockey a hundred percent. And, and it's funny because we were filming. She's really committed to her children. Yeah. And we were filming about, <laughs> yeah, she's, no, she's not. She's committed <laughs> to hockey. And if her children get in the way, great. Right. And, and, uh, so it's, uh, I just launched the, uh, I'm in the edit right now with the, it's going to, I think it's going to be like a, a teaser or a trailer. And if it gets a good response, I'm going to go full, full bore into making it a web series. So, okay. All right. Uh, it's, yeah. uh, and then your new album just came out. This is your first is. album, right? It's my first album. Yep. And, uh, it's Tim Harmston, the most bees ever. Yep. And it is, 48 tracks. 48 tracks. So how long is he have, uh, uh, I mean, you do tell shorter jokes. You, yeah, I, I, you know, it's, it's 48 tracks, but because, it only comes out to 40 minutes. But it's 40 minutes. But the thing is, is because you're, you do some serious one-liners. I have a lot of one-liners. You get a lot of one-liners, which is why you were on Letterman. Mm-hmm. Because Letterman loves a one-liner. I think he likes, you know, well, I don't, I wouldn't say that, but I think that well, Eddie, it's Eddie, conducive to TV in general, maybe just. Yeah, it is. It is at that. Yeah. Cause Eddie Brill said that he liked me, but he didn't think that Letterman would. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you're like, well, that's fine. I mean, I don't, Letterman doesn't have to like me. Right. I don't like Letterman. Aw, oh, I like Letterman. <laughs> Who doesn't like Letterman? Uh, Him and his penis. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it's uh it's a, it's another guy who was never taught how, what to do what to do with it when it when it all came down where it was like you want no everybody will sleep with you it was uh who was it bill burr was talking about how sports people the guys are not taught what to do when women throw themselves at yeah them. but there is actually a football camp that does teach you that like what to do with your money and what to do yeah. with fame and what to do with publicity and what to do with women yeah and um or men, if that's your thing. But, uh, but so there is a small, but he was talking about how, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger was yeah. his example of a guy that was, uh, was vilified. And you're like, well, that's where you lose me, Bill. Uh, Bill Burr, an amazing comic. Right. But he was, cause I thought that he was right about the fact that nobody is taught how to deal with like a giant amount of fame and money and, and right. prestige. It, yeah. You know what else people aren't, and Bent Washburn pointed out that a lot of people are not dealt with how to uh, sleep in their own feces and be out of work in front of the Seven Eleven either. That that is sad that we don't have classes on that either. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know what that lecture take. series was. Yeah, that was, um, I, you know, I don't know. I, I'm Bill Burr to me is, he's one of my all time favorites and you know, he's got some, got some takes on stuff that are just really like really well informed and I like his They're point of super view. interesting and but I've but I watched him at the comedy store in the main room yeah. or the original room or I have no idea which room it was but it was a beautiful room uh, but it was at the comedy store and yeah. I don't know if you've ever been to the comedy store yeah. in Los Angeles Yes I have It's gross Yes and it sucks the funny out of genuinely funny people yep. So he and it's almost impossible to make Bill Burr not funny Yeah but it really almost did. 
And so he had to work harder than I've ever seen him work in my life because his stuff is so smart and yeah. interesting and, and very funny, obviously, yeah. but it's, there's no, <laughs> there was no reason for anyone to think what he was talking about was real. Yeah. And, but for uh. some reason the vibe was so crazy and whoever was hosting did a bunch of jokes about menstruation. Oh, sure. I've heard that. It was a guy. Ooh. A. And granted, I've never heard a woman talk about menstruation. Yeah. Um, I think I heard one woman mention it in passing, and it was sort of making fun of... Because women are not allowed to talk about menstruation in any way, shape, or not form. since the 80s, right? Right. There was, I think there was one famous woman comic who talked about it too much. Yeah. And ever since then... <laughs> ruined it for everyone. <laughs> right. The hilarity. The hilarity of monthly bleeding. The Pablo Francisco of <laughs> menstruation. <laughs> I don't yeah. even know what that means. Uh, you can't do a movie trailer joke. Oh, you can't because he he, oh, he owns the he owns it. He copyrighted that, and good he, for him. But does, does Jim Gaffigan own all food material? I don't know, but it feels like he's got the food thing covered. Uh, Except for Greg Barrett does a lot of food stuff, but it's mostly sugar. You know, I yeah, sugar, I guess. But but Jim's into bacon and ba hot you know, bagels and, and hot pockets. I mean, he really he hits the good food. Right, and I heard him do it was probably a four minute bit on McDonald's. Yeah, and at the end of it, he slammed McDonald's so hard uh, it felt like a conscious choice where he was like, because yeah. he talked about how much he loved McDonald's, yeah. and he was like, and the last line was something brutal about McDonald's, and he it was like him going. But I do not wish to do an ad for McDonald's. <laughs> so I'm going to talk about how they're... The, oh, it was something about Ronald McDonald being a pedophile. Oh, wow. And, but the previous three and a half minutes was all about how... So... Wow. I go to McDonald's. And he said, I feel you people t judging me. Yeah. I feel you people going, oh, I didn't know I was better than him. And, um, you know, and then he talks about how great McDonald's is. <laughs> And I saw him in, I worked with him in New York, like three different rooms yeah. in a week. And he had three different sets on three different food products. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's he, not a heavy guy. He's amazing. But it's like, you he's know, he's a normal sized guy. Do you think in, in the way that, um, you know, comedy has become so um, personal, like the, the sort of the movement revealing. where the revealing self aware or, you know, self um, cr critis critical and you know, just, you know, the Mark Marin kind of, right. I'm, I'm going to open up my, you know, and, and I, I love I'm it. I'm opening I mean, I, a vein. I love watching yeah. that. And that. And he just did mine. He, the last episode yeah. out. He's almost like a therapist in, in a sense that you feel He wants to lance whatever crazy. Yeah. And I, I love that. I mean, I love Mark and I love his podcast and I, but it's like so funny about the business that we're in where it's. You could tell about the most horrifying experience of your childhood and make it hilarious, or right. or Louis C.K. doing a joke about oh, right. you know how he hates his kids and they annoy him and this and that, and then you come come full circle back to Gaffigan t talking about a beanbag and you <laughs> what you know what, that's the great or thing. a yeah. futon and, yeah, and it, is... it's just a full circle thing and I think I sometimes I feel like there's people. They're like, no, it's just moving in that direction. Oh, that super dark the way. Super dark, the super dark. You know, and, and, you know, that's where it's moving. So if you're not on that train, you're going to be left behind. And I'm like, hey, there's room for, there's room for everybody. And that's what, to me, Gaffigan is just a constant reminder of it, you can be funny in a billion different ways. And it, right. You know, and yeah, it's just, I just love it. So, I mean, like last night's show, for example, I mean, Chad Daniels is hilarious. Yes. And his, it, what? 15 minute chunk about 
how his children, you know, the only rule is, is you can't, uh, make fun of my bodily fluids. Yeah. If you came from my bodily fluids. <laughs> and right. so, I mean, it's his stuff with his kids is yeah. so personal and so great. Sure. And so dark. And then Mary Mack goes up and talks about raccoons, raccoons and the insanity of the metric system. And yeah. I mean, it was, yeah. and you get up and it's one liners and some of it's personal, but a lot of it is observational. Yeah. Well, it was a really And then good... Pete Lee eats it. And then every time Pete <laughs> Lee gets up, that guy fucking blows. Oh, where is Pete? Well, I don't know. <laughs> no, Pete's awesome, obviously. Pete. I mean, it was just an amazing and the silliest guy in the world. Yeah. Yeah, both of you guys are super silly, yeah. but in different ways, and it's personal yeah. and interesting, and it's never... Yeah, and you know, it was funny, because it, it, it felt like there's four people that grew up within a hundred miles of each other. Well, right. maybe a couple hundred. Pete's from Janesville, Chad's from Minnesota, right? and Mary Mack grew, grew up Outside in of northern Wisconsin. Outside of Duluth northern Wisconsin, from, Superior. Yeah, so we're really, yeah. you know, but and, and three very similar personalities, yet... But yet really different viewpoints. And everybody, yeah, it doesn't matter. Like Mary Mack and Maria Bamford grew up 40 miles from each other. Yeah. And they have the same accent. Mm -hmm. And they both have higher voices and they're very thin. So people get them mixed up. But there, there could not be two more different stand up comedy performances in your life. Yeah. They're, they're the opposite end of the spectrum. And it's, it's, you know. And it's always a treat to watch either of them. Yeah. And you're like, I am psyched. Yeah. And, but there's, and, but Mick was telling me that there's, that there's some issue where they won't book them together. Yeah. Because they both have the same accent. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, you know it what? turns out you are not the same human it's being. It's bullshit because there's people from Boston, the most thick, thickly, and you have two female comics from Boston. Of course, they're going to have the same sort of accent or right. whatever. Or, you know, or if they're Italian from New Jersey, right? You're going to have two comics, and it's the same thing. And so it's really, it really bothers me when people say uh, that, you know, yeah, Maria we can't and do Mary this. And... Have the same. Accent. Oh, right, right. It's like they're from, they grew up forty miles apart. So. Why wouldn't they? Yeah. yeah, it turns out. Yeah. Though you wouldn't want to put me and Andy Smith on the same show. Just too much. Southern Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> and, cause Andy Smith also from Janesville. Yeah. And, uh, yep. Janesville, not surprised that Janesville would create some comedy. Yeah. You know, they got a, they got a toxic waste dump there that's beautiful. You know how everything runs, runs downhill in Wisconsin? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like this. You, you yeah. know what someone would tell you? There are no hills in Wisconsin. It's, uh, I was like, it's hilly. And uh, everyone I talk uh, to about it, they're like, mm, have you seen a mountain? Uh, Yeah, I have. Wausau. I have. Yeah, Wa yeah Wausau. It's a, it's a hill. It's a rib mountain. Yeah. Rib mountain. Yeah. It's a, it, but I love Wisconsin. I think Wisconsin, uh, It's it reminds me of the Shire. I will say this, and I hope that your viewers don't flock there, but northern Wisconsin along Lake Superior okay. is the most tranquil, beautiful place in the Midwest. Or You know, uh, in gorgeous. July. Yeah. In June. No, in, in October when it's... The trees are turning and it's... That is beautiful. All of that area, though. I mean, if you yeah. go to northern Wisconsin and then you go to northern Michigan... Yeah. And you go up to the Boundary Waters oh. in northern... You're like, oh, I see why the Indians are still mad. Yeah. They'd like us to leave. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. this is gorgeous yeah. and beautiful up no, here. No, I, would, I, I wouldn't trade my growing up here for anything, so... Well, it's that's great. So when do the Packers play again? Sunday. This, very, this this coming up? Yeah, Sunday. Do you think they're going to go... All, this isn't going to air for a couple of weeks, so I'm wondering... Okay. You think they'll go all the way? I, I think the Packers are right going now to go all the way. Aren't they undefeated this they're season? They're undefeated and we're, we're How heading... How many games are in? 
we're How many have they played? we're seven and zero. Okay, and we're gonna keep rocking uh, probably to the Super Bowl and. And then, do you think be elected president? I, there is a as chance. A group? If, a group? if Aaron Rodgers ran as like a third party, like the Green Party, <laughs> but the Green Bay Party or whatever, like I think he would win. The, hey, where did Aaron Rodgers grow up? Did he Northern grow up in California. Wisconsin? Oh, Northern California. Yep. And when when ever anybody says Northern California, I'm like, are they talking about Northern California? Are they talking about San Francisco? Yeah, that's for, San Francisco is like mid California. I think, and they refer to it as Northern California. Yeah, they're I, out of their minds. I think it was San Mateo. Okay. I'm not sure, but I think it was San Mateo. Do you, now, do you know where Brett Favre is now? Uh, probably in Mississippi. He, he's retired, Mississippi. right? Yeah. And he finally retired. Yep. He finally called it. He's officially done. He filed his uh, retirement papers with the NFL front office. So. Okay. And when, so he hasn't played at all this season. He might come back though. <laughs> I love it. When you're like, he's totally retired. <laughs> However, uh, no, he's. If someone would let him play, he done. would play. He's a guy who, when we were talking about guys that are really going to hurt when they're older, he's yeah. a guy who's going to, you'll see him in 10 years and he'll look like he's 90. Right. Cause yeah. he's what, he's like 42 now, right? He looks really bad. Like he's He looks genuinely really old, poorly. right? Yeah. But he, wasn't he addicted to drugs? Like, like it in, yeah. When, when he was younger? younger yeah. Like in his twenties or yeah. something? Yep. And like then, and then he kicked the habit. Yep. And which was, uh, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then played for another 10 years. Yep. And then, Went slightly mad mm-hmm. when he thought about retiring. Yeah, he just. I, do you think he just couldn't face the idea? Like he couldn't think of what else he would do. Uh, I, you know, he's a guy who who thrived, I think, on the attention that he got from media, and so I think towards well, the end of his career, why wouldn't he become like a color guy or or like a? Because uh, he's he is an interesting. He enough? liked the the overall general attention from the media, and it really fed his ego, I believe, and and I think that. As a, you know, as a, if you're programmed as a jock, which yeah. he is, and programmed as someone who loves the spotlight, it's hard to give that up. It's like right. a drug. It's like its own a drug. And perhaps there's a chance that after he beat Vicodin, the drug for him became having his face on TV or something. Right, but why wouldn't, uh, do you think that they wouldn't have had him like on an ESPN show or? I don't think that's the kind that was of enough? publicity that he wants. It like, wasn't enough. Yeah, I don't think that's enough. Like I think, being, you know, on Monday Night Football and having the world care about what you're doing next is right. his drug and not necessarily being a color guy on a pregame show, you know. <laughs> right. Might be a bit of a letdown <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> from being the best guy ever. Yeah. But Aaron Rodgers seems to have, um, I mean, I, I watched some of the game. Yeah. Here's, here's the thing about the Packers sure. and me is that I will watch the game yeah but they've never won a game yep. that i have watched real time wow so i have been told on twitter to never watch a game real time yeah <laughs> they're like oh, then don't do it jinx it yeah, yeah don't jinx it yeah. just just 10 minutes well, 10 minutes you and, and uh, mary should go watch a game sometime out in la yeah yeah like was like well because i know that she plays fantasy football yeah and you do you play fantasy I football do, yeah I'm, what what is uh what I like to do is ask at minute fifty three about something yeah. else enormous. And fantasy football is big, right? Yeah, I mean if you really wanted to get into the dork aspect of it, fantasy is where it's at. But I've I don't talk about it much because I really feel like it's so 
pervasive and it's super personal personal. (laughs) and it's it no it it, it, i cover a lot of personal flaws with my love for (laughs) do you yeah it really it it takes up like if (laughs) if my you know if like the people knew how much time i spent on it it would be embarrassing oh because it's one of those things because i like i just had rich summer on uh, Mm -hmm. talking about board games and he says it's something he does his kids go to bed or his kid goes to bed and then he has a new board game and he'll spend two hours yeah. just unboxing it and putting all the chits together and in wow. baggies and stuff like that. And he says it's like a Zen thing. Yep. So when you go to making a lineup, yep. yeah. do you have to do the research it's of a pers- yeah, it's a deeply personal I mean, I have a friend uh who I, I probably won't mention his name, but he's uh he's uh <laughs> Peatley. Yeah, no, it's not Peatley. Uh it's but he he and I are best friends from high school. And we're in the same league and it's a deep, like we'll have like a philosophical hour long discussion Sunday morning about, all right, you know, who you you pick? Yeah. Who are you going to play? What do you think about this guy? Like, do you think if, if Pittsburgh's playing a cover two scheme, this guy, this tight end is going to be able to get open in the seam. So I think he's going to have a strong day. Or if, you know, if the Jets quit uh, running the ball so much, they're probably going to have to pass to their tight ends more. So that means that Dustin Keller is going to get more receptions. And we'll just hash it out, have a dude sesh. Right. We'll just free for all, bounce ideas off each other. Right. And it, and it's so shameful that well, I almost don't, have to Don't shower. be ashamed. Own it, dude. I, Fucking own I know. it. And I would love it if any like there's so many you know like being a nerd and and a dork is like it's a recognized state of being these days more than it probably has ever been right and the fact that my affliction is football right is really shameful because i wish it was something like horror movies yeah like horror movies (laughs) or you know uh settlers of Catan. but with fantasy football like because here's the thing is so you you go through you spend what friday or saturday picking the team oh yeah or you have to do it before the day right yeah you have to set it before noon on sunday so okay I, I, i usually saturday night i spend a good amount like if i have a show I'll go back to the hotel and, and pop open my laptop and just kind of get a plan. And then Sunday morning, you have to watch to see if injured players are going to play or not going to play. Okay. Or if, you know, the weather is bad and if there's a snowstorm, you might not want to play Tom Brady or whatever. Because so, Tom Brady isn't good in a snowstorm? Well, like, you don't pass as much when it's... Oh, you feet, run you know, the ball more. Run the okay. ball more. So, you know, there's all those variables. Right. And in the end, you spend literally hours... Like, thinking about it. But then do you it. have to watch every game? Yeah, then then it's a drug. And then when the game starts at noon, you go into this euphoric kind of a trance-like state where you have to see scores and numbers and watch people and, I mean, watch players and, and, and look at the little ticker at the bottom of the screen. Oh, that guy had a touchdown. He's on my team. Or, you know, right, and you right. get like just like even like Mary Mack, who's not at all a football junkie by any stretch even she's been like hey do you want to go to the sports bar and like that's two <laughs> words that i've never heard her say before and so it's like a it's like heroin in your veins and it's right it's really- so then do so you watch them and then whatever those actual members that you picked that mm-hmm. day whatever they did for reels on the field yeah. that's where it counts yep and so it's not is it if they scored, then it matters, or is it every yard that they gain? Yeah, or, both. Or every... It's uh, yards. If you get, you know, your guy gets a hundred yards rushing, you'll get right. ten points. Okay, so you get points based on what they do. Yep. Like, like a defensive Not on dude. Not how hard they try. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, I wish. I wish. <laughs> oh, awesome. That guy's really, his He's heart's He's trying in it. hard. I get 10 points for that. <laughs> uh, that touchdown dance, I get so, 10 and, points. But you can pick anybody from any team. Yeah. Okay. Or, so or you, I mean, you draft a team at the beginning of the year, which is another how, level of like insane nerdity. Well, but, and how many people do you get to draft? Uh, 16, 15. So All you, leagues are rel- different in some ways. Okay. But. So, but uh, you you have in your pool to play mm-hmm. how many guys? I have 16 people that I can choose from, and I need to start, you know, a quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, a defense, and a kicker. So you need to start seven guys. Yeah, seven guys. Right. Okay. And, um, so, and, and then you, you pay attention to how they did and then they score yep. whatever. Like if, if, if there's a defensive guy, mm-hmm. it's how much he blocks? No, d- defense is based on the whole team. You pick like the Packers defense. Oh, okay. And then if they hold the, if they get a sack, you get one point. If they get a re- interception, you get two points. So. Okay. So like what, and, and, and in your league, nobody can pick like the same guy. Does everybody have to have different guys? Yeah, everyone's got different guys. So like, you, so whoever has Aaron Rodgers yep. can't have McKay or right. like another. Yep. Okay, so it's like who are the who are the best pack? Uh, well, the, the best guys right to have are like you know Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Guys okay, that score a lot. But, okay, but the you know who does Tom Brady play for? New England. Okay, yeah, he's married to uh, that supermodel. Is he married to a supermodel? Yeah, so he's really made it. Tom Brady, is it Giselle? Aren't you? Giselle. Do you know her? I don't. Is that I don't. Her? Is that I don't know who anybody is. Anyway. I just found out who Snooky was. Yeah. Well, okay. Good for you. I okay. wish I hadn't known. Um, <laughs> right. I was living in ignorant bliss for many, many years. And, uh, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, escape, and, and then all of a sudden I was given too much information. Yeah. So she seems, I'm sure she's very nice. Um, but anyway. the, just to recap this thing though, like, yeah. like the thing about fantasy that drives the, the that drives the nerdity behind it is that you think that you know more about football than the, the competitor. Uh-huh. So you're on draft day. You're like, well, I know this guy. This guy plays for, you know, the Cardinals who's kind of uh, on the down low. You know, he's very, he's right. very, uh, he's, he's going to emerge onto the scene and be a superstar. But no one else knows this other right. than me. <laughs> right. So I'm going to draft like, It's him. like following the ponies. Yeah. You know, exactly. you're just like, I got the horse right here. So it's exactly right here. the same. That's awesome. Yep. Well, Tim Armston. Uh, this has been a lovely conversation yeah, about football, and we just started getting into it. So there'll be another day. There'll thanks, be another day. We'll do it again. Thanks for having me. This has been I a lot have, of fun. This weekend's going to be awesome. So it, I'm really looking forward I'm to it. I'm geared up. So. And people should go out. Is is? Uh, did you send this to CD Baby yet? It is on CD Baby I, and so it's iTunes. on iTunes yep. and Amazon, and yep. and people can go to timharmston.com. Yep. And get it from you. Will you sign it if they ask? Uh, I will. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I like it. People, go see Tim Harmston if you get a chance. And uh, he's got a Letterman set probably on YouTube. It's on my timharmston.com uh, page. And you can watch that and buy his album and go to his uh, all the links. Uh, thanks for being on the show. All right. Thanks. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my god. Thank we you. why don't we just call that as the end of the show?